This is Digital Marketing Fastlane. This podcast will show you how to build, launch, grow, and scale a widely successful online business. Listen to real conversations with proven practical strategies and success stories. You're going to learn how to generate more traffic, more sales, more profit, and customer lifetime value for your online store. Coming to you from the online marketing experts at Boy Media, here's your host, Kevin Urrutia. Hey guys, it's Kevin Ruti here from Digital Marketing Fastlane. And today I have a very special guest. I'm so excited to bring her on. She's coming here from a warm, warm place. I'm here in New York. It's still chilly. Melissa, super excited to have you here. And listeners, we have Melissa Berrios, the founder of Melissa Berrios Consulting. Please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. I'm so happy to be here. So my name is Melissa and I'm the founder of Melissa Berrios Consulting and its mother company, Virtualmente Libre, LLC. With Melissa Berrios Consulting, we serve six and seven figure high achieving entrepreneurs, elevate their online presence and deliver a world-class social experience through their audience through content marketing. Our mission is to help them leverage their social platforms and email marketing tools, all the online marketing tools to build engaged audiences and communities. With Virtualmente Libre, because I am a Latina, we help, it's an online community of Latina entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. We learn all the online marketing strategies and help them build and grow an online business. So we have a podcast called Virtualmente Libre, the podcast. And we also have a community in Facebook of more than 1,500 Latina entrepreneurs, and we also have online programs and courses in Spanish designed specifically for the Latina entrepreneur market. Oh, nice. So my background, I'm Hispanic too. My parents came here from El Salvador. I am from Puerto Rico. I was born and raised there, but moved to the mainland US probably when I was 25. Okay. Wow. Big change. My background is not on marketing. Yeah. Engineering. I'm an engineer by trade. And I went to an engineering school over there in Puerto Rico. And the reason I moved to the mainland US was because I was pursuing my engineering career. I stayed in engineering for a long time. (laughs) That will probably make you figure out what my age is, but I'm actually a computer science major. My background is in engineering and I've been in engineering for, I was in engineering for many years as a project engineer, but I've always, I've always been very creative. Even in when I was in school studying engineering, I was involved in a lot of arts and performance activities, yeah. such as I was soprano in one of the group choirs of the university. As I started kind of climbing the corporate ladder yeah. in engineering, that side of me started dying because, you know, there's no, not a lot of creativity involved in management and all those yeah. areas. So for me, how I started getting into what I'm doing right now in order to kind of feed that side of me that was very creative. I decided to start a blog as a hobby and the blog was about travel. Instead of boring all my friends in Facebook about all my pictures and all that stuff, I decided to create a space where I could just share it with people that are really interested in learning about the places that I was going and looking at all the pictures, that's kind of where it started. 
But I went down the rabbit hole. I guess for you too, since you're kind of a little bit tech savvy, starting a blog wasn't difficult or maybe it was. Can you talk about that experience? But like starting, the reason why I say this is because I talk to people now and they're like, oh my God, what's a website? How do I start that? Maybe was that easy? Was that hard? Maybe talk about that leap into putting yourself out there essentially. I am very tech savvy, but my technical skills were not really in the online mm -hmm. world or computer world. Maybe it, I was dealing with a lot of computers as an engineer yeah. and softwares and programs, but not really building websites and yep. things like that. I think the skill of figuring something out really quickly, I think as an engineer, I developed it really well. And I was able to see how somebody was doing it one time. Yep. And from there, I'll just figure it out. <laughs> so yeah. that's kind of how I started. I started watching YouTube, YouTube. videos yeah. and asking friend. I had a friend that had a, a mommy blog. I was just yeah. asking her like, how do you do this? And how do you do that? And then that's how I got into the rabbit hole of social media yeah. and how to promote the blog. It was not just building the blog and writing. So how do I get people to actually read, read it? it? And how do I promote it effectively? Oh, I need a, an Instagram account. This because all the bloggers have an Instagram yeah. account and how do I grow it and how to make it look like, you know, and I want to be an influencer now. You grew from there and it exploded. For me, it became sort of like an, like an obsession. I think what you're saying is so important because what you're saying is sort of how I think as an, even for me, I did computer science, different type of engineer, but you're sort of still figuring out how programs work, how things work. That mindset of how do you, does this work applies to so many things in life. And as an mm -hmm. engineer, it's come for us. It might become easier because it's, okay, yeah, I'm going to go figure it out. Same thing like you. I just watch a YouTube video. Okay, someone's done it. Okay, if they can do it, I can do it too. If this person on YouTube could do it, why can't I do it? Let me go figure it out as well. And probably as an engineer, you know that you're going to make mistakes and that's okay. Some people are afraid of that. It's never going to be perfect. But for us, it's kind of like, yeah, this is just how it works. I mean, that might be right the first time, but you're sort of figuring out what to do next and what to do after. Yeah. And also not being afraid of being curious. There's some aspect of curiosity where we are, oh, and what if I press this button? What if I do this? Yeah. That's kind of ingrained into yeah. our brains as well. We want to know everything and how yeah. everything works. We want to tear all the pieces apart, yeah. put them back together. That's how we, how we work. The best thing is when you do press something and you do make a mistake, let's for example, a website, you press delete by accident, or you press a button, your whole page is deleted you know for a fact that next time you're not going to be pressing that button because you know exactly what it does <laughs> and you know the pain that's going to cause you. I have to rewrite that. I have to re-upload everything. And then you're frustrated for a little bit, but then you're like, okay, at least I know now. Let me move on. Skill set of like, yep, mistake. Let's move on. Let's go to the next thing. You said here that's so important for listeners and readers. Maybe it goes into kind of what you're doing right now. It's what you're doing right now. It wasn't something maybe you thought of, but your curiosity led you here, which is you started a mm -hmm. website. That's kind of like why I got started into marketing is I think everybody eventually goes into marketing because it's always the next question that people always have. How do I get more readers? How do I get more subscribers? How do I get more followers? <laughs> that essentially is marketing. And oh my God, there's so much stuff that you could do in marketing. Do I do SEO? Do I do PPC? Do I do organic? Do I do content marketing? Do I do all this stuff? Do I Twitter? Do I interact? Do I do Quora? You kind of niche down. Which of these things do I want to do? For you, kind of went into social media. and But talk about that journey where you were wanted to get traffic. What did you maybe first do the first time? I niched down and went down the content marketing. That's what appealed to me. Just because in the beginning, I just wanted to be like a travel influencer. Mm -hmm. I wanted to travel the world and get paid for creating content. Wow. For maybe almost two years, I was creating content like crazy. 
and bought a fancy camera. I learned how to take better pictures. I learned how to edit pictures, how to use the softwares. I was just creating content, a lot of content. Of course, when it was the time where we could travel, but even when I wasn't traveling, I was just going places and taking pictures and just creating a lot of content. So that kind of started a passion right there. And then from there, I started learning more about how to use content marketing, not just to get followers. Is that the first layer? Oh, how do I get more followers? How do I get more people that to visit my store, my website? But then you start shedding those layers of, oh, okay. Content marketing is basically like funnel itself. So you create brand awareness with it. From there, you take them down into consideration, considering you as mm -hmm. an expert in your industry and in whatever it is that you do, and then eventually become our customer, become client. And I think what you're saying is so important. Maybe you didn't have this dream of doing what you have right now, but your dream before was to be this influencer or this travel blogger. For a lot of people, sometimes that dream is so silly, that's so dumb, but this thing just leads you to learn more things. You learn about software, you learn about video editing, photography. When you were chasing that initial dream, now all this stuff, you know how to do it. And it's very easy for you now. It seems silly at first, but there's so much things behind it. You appreciate how much time it takes to create content, to edit, mm -hmm. and you realize people at the top of their game are actually spending a lot of work doing things. And of course they have help probably, but any business and anything that you started with, it's always one person starts it. And then you get help. But even in the beginning, it's always yourself, like yourself, myself, and we're always trying to get better and makes people bloggers or influencers or content creators get better. And you want to improve your skills, make better photos, make better videos, make better content, write better, et cetera. Yeah. I get really excited every time I learn something, how to do something differently yeah. or new or edit a video a certain way. Oh, I learned how to use this. Oh, there's this yeah. app now that can do that. And I love that I can yeah. use that skill now to help help Other clients. People. I do videos, you do videos, you do content. When we get views and listeners, it feels good. It's such like a dopamine hit. Great views today. This is a good video. And then you use it to get better. Going now to what you do, helping other people do this. Talk to us, the listeners, about how that happened. Was it like you were doing content for yourself and people started reaching out to you? Or was it, I want to quit my job because I'm not sure if you're still working at an engineering job and you want to do this full time. What was that process like? bit accidental. I didn't plan to leave my nine to five. I was still thinking that I was going to be a travel blogger and an engineer at the same time. Kind of like my hobby at the yeah. time. I have two kids. And when my second son was born, after he was born, I started having mm -hmm. some mental health issues with mm -hmm. postpartum depression and the work life balance was getting really, really affecting me and my family and my health. And so we as a family decided to, that I was going to take a break from engineering for a while, just so that I can focus on getting better and figure things out from there. Since I've been working since I graduated, I wanted to start generating. I felt terrible to yeah. know you go from being an engineer and yeah. making this big salary and just not making any, I felt terrible. So I was like, what can I do? So I just went on, well, maybe I can be a social media manager or I can be a virtual assistant to someone. Things that I was just thinking about that I could do from home. And I have a friend, she's a business coach and she's very well known in Puerto Rico, actually in Latino community. And she has an online business. She's 
big over there and she she told me you know what i'm looking for a for an assistant yeah are you willing to follow my blog and seeing what i was doing do you want to work for me and i was just so excited because i was able to apply all these things that i knew that she hated doing because yeah. she's nothing to do with anything technical she's like yeah. i don't want to have to deal with my website i don't want to have to deal with creating videos and editing videos and any of that. You take care of all of that for me. And I was also taking care of the back end of her business, which was a blessing to me because I learned so much from yep. how everything applies to a business, to a yep. real business. It's different. I stayed with her for more than a year. And from there, it came the referrals and I yeah. started developing my own, started looking into what I am best at what I don't enjoy so much, kind of from there evolving as I was, as I've grown. For me, it's really being content marketing, what I enjoy yeah. the most and teaching also. Teaching, I love yeah. teaching. So interesting journey, obviously something happening at home and you kind of want to just work from home. I think even now with COVID and everything working from home, people are finally realizing that this is a great option for a lot of people, a great way. Even before COVID, I think when you have that inkling to look how to make money online or how to work from home, it's like a dangerous thing because it leads you to so <laughs> many things. The reason why it's so dangerous in a good way, because it really breaks the mold that you grew up with, where you need to go to an office, where you need to do this. It shows you there's ways to make money outside of the office and potentially you can make more money than what you're getting paid mm -hmm. for. And that's why it's so dangerous because you realize I can just be doing my own thing and the same skills and someone pay me $10 an hour. I can say I'm an agency and they'll pay me $1,000 because it's just a one word change that you can say from a freelancer to consultant or from independent. And that's really why I work from home or even COVID stuff I'm thinking about. It's so great for people like yourself where giving you guys the opportunity or everybody the opportunity to realize work from home. Right now I have a friend, she's also Latina. She's trying to figure out how can I work from home? She's tired of going to the office. My friends are working from home. Why do I still need to go connecting you guys? I was just thinking about her when you were telling me. Sometimes you just need one person to give you a shot. You had your friend that you knew. Yeah. And that's sometimes all you need. Oh, wow, I can do this. Once you have that, I can do this, it's dangerous. Now you want to go into your own thing. After you kind of left the job, you had a great experience there. When did you say, this is going to be my thing now, and I'm never going to go back to engineering? I made up my mind from the beginning. Because when I, I think that when I just got that taste of yep. what the possibilities, yep. I think working with my friend just opened my eyes to so many possibilities. I thought that I was just going to be employee and working from home. I'm yep. just going to be working from other, for a couple of clients. But then I realized what so many things you can be, you can be doing. Started the community. The community started mm -hmm. from necessity of people needing to learn exactly what I know, but in Spanish, yep. because there's really a gap in the market for them. I just knew I don't want to go back. I just have to make it work. Yeah. And that's where I am right now. It just, I made up my mind a long yeah. time ago. Sometimes it's all it takes is saying, yep, I'm never going back and I'm going to do this. Maybe a little bit about actual content that you do, the social media. And let's say someone wants to do this. What do you, would you say is some of the best ways to create content through content marketing? Is it video now? Is it images? How are you thinking about this for some of the companies or people that you work with? Content has many layers. If you look at it as from a funnels perspective, you got your layer of awareness. It's your storefront. If you look at it or you compare it from physical store or brick and mortar business, it's your storefront. And you really need to have your content on brand. In a matter of 10 seconds, people need to know who you are, how can you help them? 
that's kind of like the first layer, but then you got to nurture the mm -hmm. people that are coming in and interacting with your content in those categories. I always call them how to content, which is mm -hmm. the content that you are always teaching. I think I probably 80% of your content in the beginning of any business should be a lot of how to, because that's, what's going to position you as an expert in your industry, how to content, then hope content, which is making them believe that it's possible, that it's going to help create that bond with your audience and conviction content, yeah. which yeah. is you have to stand for something. And that's going to really separate you from everyone else. A lot of people are going to be doing the same thing you do. And that's the nature of the beast. If you want to stand out, you need to stand for something and you need to say it and you need to position yourself as a leader in your industry. And I always say like the example of there's the health industry. There are so many people that stand for different things. You need to say, I don't believe that, for example, and it's not that I don't believe, just saying an example, that a crash diet is the answer to weight loss or a fast diet where you take a couple of shakes and then you lose some weight. I believe in long-term lifestyle changes and all that stuff. When you see something in the industry, uh, no, that's not right. That's when you should put yourself ahead and be, no, yeah. this is what I stand for. In terms of creating content right now, what I typically, I love repurposing content is because people sometimes get very caught up on, oh, I need to create all this stuff for social media, for my blog, for my podcast. But really what sometimes they don't understand is in 48 hours, that piece of content that people don't really go back to it. Nope. It's lost in this internet space. You create things that are so good and you want to be able to repurpose them into different things. So one of the things that I really love having my clients do is go live every week, especially because I work with coaches. Most of the time, my clients are business coaches or mm -hmm. coach of some kind. So when you do live video every week, that will help you position yourself as an expert in the industry that will help you create community. And from a live video, when you're live every week teaching something that is really valuable, I can take that video and I can tear it apart and create a million pieces of yep. content from it. We create IGTV capsules for Instagram. We can do a podcast episode from that video. We can create Instagram stories from that video, reels from that video. We can do little snippets. We can transcribe some of it and make it into little social posts, small social posts. You can create a lot of content from just one piece of content. And all it takes from your client is one hour in a week to create just this base piece of content that will give birth to all these other things. I'm really into repurposing. Also, if they have the opportunity, if they like to write and they write really nice piece, a blog post, that can also be taken into, you can create many things from that. Sometimes we think that content creation is this massive production of different pieces of content and all this new stuff. When you really, if you get creative and you strategize, 
you can really be effective with creating one good piece of content that you can use and repurpose many ways. You said many great things. How-to content works great. How-to, it's a really great term that people search for. People want to learn how to do things. If you can teach them, even better. You're out of that expert. And again, going back to repurposing, you can make that into a YouTube video. How-to on yeah. YouTube is a really, really big thing right now. How to do this, how to do that, how to use Canva, how to edit Canva. People want to know, <laughs> right? People want this hopeful content to know that it's possible. Mm -hmm. This is kind of like storytelling, kind of showing yourself, this is possible for my clients. Hey, I did this for Kevin. Here's kind of what you could do. I think what, what you're saying, the last point of conviction, kind of where it's so important. And I think a lot of people, for, at least for myself, was very hard to get out of. Sometimes you don't want to ruffle feathers, but really... The people that you follow and the people that you listen to are the people that are kind of like, oh, wow, that's a good point. In the beginning, you sometimes don't want to do that, but then those are your loyal fans. Even for me, there's things that I say that I think this is wrong. This is right. They like everything I say. I don't know clue why. I guess they like how I think. Whoever doesn't yeah. agree, they're long and gone. At least for us, I talk a lot about Facebook ads. I do two videos a week. And the people that come to me and work with me are like, Kevin, I like the way you think. I don't like the way other person thinks your thoughts and the way you want to do things really can help you get your tribe essentially or get you clients mm -hmm. because they truly believe what you're saying and it resonates with them. And like anybody, if you try to please everybody, you're basically pleasing no one because no one truly right. uh, believes. Again, I think another point that you made that was so important, it was this repurposing of content. Even for us, you feel like you need to make all this stuff. You don't. Yes. You need one hour, two hours talking. For us here, we just have tons of ideas that we can make the content snippets, little clips, little videos, everything. And then you can literally fill your pipeline of ideas and content. But the process, I think for people, it's taking this one hour and maybe working with someone like yourself that has a process of how to distill one hour of content mm -hmm. into 20, 30 pieces. And that's why I tell people all the time is that they need experts like yourself to come and help them because I can record an hour. I don't know how to do it, but I got to go hire you to make this into Instagram, make this into Snapchat. Um, so. <laughs> That's the thing that I most enjoy doing. It's just, I love being resourceful yes. and creative. That's why you need people that are helping brands, helping coaches. You work with a lot of coaches to do that because they're probably just have lots of thoughts and ideas, what's going on in the market, what's going on in the space that they're in, their real estate. Maybe there's a lot of stuff happening in the real estate market. Talk an hour about it and then let's make something about it. Melissa, I want to talk to you now for my last point about this community that you've built for Latina entrepreneurs. I think you're hundred percent right. There's not that many resources for Latina or this whole like Latino community about being entrepreneurship, at least for me, my parents are just, no, you're an entrepreneur. You're not going to do that. You're going to go be a doctor. This <laughs> thing that we believe in, I guess Hispanics or parents do, most of the content out there is not in Spanish and anything like that. Talk to us about this, what this means to you and why it's so important to you. It's funny that you say that to your parents, because yeah. I think my parents still don't understand what I do. They are very supportive, of course, but yeah. they're like, what is that you do again? Still don't get it. They'll it's never get it. Yeah. And it's a thing. It's fine. <laughs> they know you're doing your thing. As I was trying to engineer my celebrity out there and put myself out there more with myself, my services, I started getting a lot of people asking me questions really asking me how I was doing it. And so I just decided to start a podcast about it, not a blog. I just yeah. decided to start a podcast and I called it Virtualmente Libre, which means in English, virtually free. 
it was just to talk about the online world and having an online business can help you, how you can create an online business. And from the basics, even I started talking about what is an online business? How yeah. does it work? What kinds of online businesses are out there? You can be a virtual assistant. You can be a social media manager. You can have a online store. And from there it grew. I created a, a community in Facebook with all members we yeah. have right now. It's probably 1,500 people oh, wow. in the Great. community. We go live there every week. We talk about how we just create a lot of how-to content for them yeah. because they're just craving it. And then from there, it evolved into digital courses that I have and yep. programs because people were just asking for more. And so I started with an Instagram course in Spanish. That was pretty successful. <laughs> they're always like, oh, you're the Instagram queen. I mean, I just love it so yeah. i created the course and was very successful just recently i created a six-month program where i teach them online marketing oh, and nice. i teach them all the all the aspects of it from the social media platforms to yeah. seo email Ooh. marketing all that yeah. stuff it's all in one program yeah. it's a lot of work <laughs> it's a six-month program yeah. it's been like the project of the year <laughs> we're doing really good right now we already started the first group and they're doing really good so I it's like cohorts. You bring in a group of people for six months. And then it's obviously online courses where you take a course. The person's kind of like a free for all. Hey, go figure it out. But I love this new style, kind of what you're doing, which is starts today and we're going to go until whatever, end of August. It's like kind of like a classroom and hands-on. I think you got a little bit better bang for your buck because a lot of people suffer through this thing where they buy courses, but they don't complete it. And it's a shame because there's so many great courses out there, such as yourselves, but people just don't do it because something comes up and then they forget. I love this new way that brands such as yourself and your company are kind of doing, which is like, no, you're joining in and, and you have other people. Most of courses out there, they lack the human aspect. Do you buy a course and and they just throw you a bunch of content and you're on your own. I believe in having both components together. You have your content that you need to study on your own, but then you have coaching opportunities with the instructor where we meet twice a month yep. to discuss implementation and kind of have that accountability aspect of it. That's really important because like you said, most people don't finish courses because Never. like they forget about them, life happens and there's really nobody on the other okay. side to help you or to hold your hand through the process. Go talk to customer service. All right, Melissa, I love everything you're doing. What you're doing for the Latina community, what you're doing with other coaches, helping them out. Where can listeners or people watching the video right now, where they can go find out more about you, maybe take some of your courses or even maybe connect with you? Well, they can go to my website, melissaberrios.net. If you want content in English, melissaberrios.net forward slash English. That's if you want to work with me. You can find me on Instagram, Melissa M. Berrios. You can find my podcast, Apple Podcasts, or really any podcast listening platform. It's called Virtualmente Libre, the podcast. We have episodes every week. So you're welcome. We're welcome to our community on Facebook, Virtualmente Libre as well. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Had a good time chatting with you and, and learning more about your business, your journey, and this whole entrepreneurship that you're doing and obviously expanding. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. This week's episode of Digital Marketing Fastlane was brought to you by the performance marketing experts at Voy Media. Join us again next time as we'll be bringing you more tips, techniques, and know-how to make your online business the very best that it can be. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, we'd love to hear them on Twitter at Voy Media. Thank you.